When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Perfect time slot uh, every week. Uh, Vossi joins us. Andrew Voss joins us. Uh, he's just come off here with his own breakfast show, so it's great that he can uh, find a, this window for us. Uh, Vossi uh, reaching the pointy end of the season. Uh, some interesting uh, results uh, over the course of Thursday through to Sunday, but the one that, uh, of course, uh, affected New Zealand viewers, Warriors fans, was a narrow loss to the Broncos, 24-22. Uh, good morning, Smithy. Uh, yeah, heartbreaking. And good morning to everyone. We're all in the same boat, lockdown at the moment, and uh, and obviously uh, standing by for press conferences and the like from our leaders. Um, I look, I, hand on heart, Warriors were better side against the Broncos. I love Kevin Walters like a brother, the Broncos coach, but I, I reckon he would even concede the Warriors were incredibly uh, unlucky not to win yesterday. And I know it's easy to just go pinpoint Reese Walsh one from five, but um, I thought they were the better side. But then on the other side of the coin, you've got to say, well, you know, they are the games you're expected to win. If you want to play the finals, you've got to find a way to win them because you're playing a team that is out of finals contention. You've got to beat them. You had to beat them. It was it was heartbreaking yesterday for the Warriors. Um, and, and I will say this, the Broncos have improved. It's definitely a better Broncos side than what we saw, say, six or seven weeks ago for the better part of the season. But... Again, if the Warriors wanted to be playing finals football, you can't just say, well, it's another close loss. Brisbane is a side you had to beat. You had to beat, and uh, mm. the Warriors are going to regret this one in two weeks' time, having lost the match to Brisbane, because it might show up that they would have been in the finals otherwise. Goal kickers, Fossey, uh, se- uh, seldom blamed. Uh, they always blame themselves, because uh, that's the way uh, they look at their own performance. Uh, I'd look at um, perhaps uh, Reese Walsh's misjudgment under that high ball, which led to uh, the try. Uh, I thought that was probably a little bit more crucial if you looked at his overall performance. And then he bounces back, of course, with brilliance to make up for it. But that was costly at a bad time. Oh, it's a, it's a great point. I mean, that, that's right. It is easy to just go equate. Miss four goals, that's eight points. But let's break down the entire match and look where the Warriors... Look, the Warriors shouldn't, should not have been in a position where they were having to come from behind in the final 10 minutes to potentially win the game. That, that's a fact. So if I'm Nathan Brown, that is what I'm more addressing. You know Reese Walsh is going to go out to the practice field and, and work on his kicking, but what went wrong leading up to that, that they'd be looking at, we lost the match you know, by, by two. The Warriors should not have been in a position where they were fighting tooth and nail to win that game going into the final minutes and coming from behind. So, obviously, that's of more concern um, to Nathan Brown. I mean, there's another team that has the worst goal-kicking record in the competition, and that's the Roosters, and they're in the top four. 
Man, they've got you know, like yesterday, like Sao Tokiaho is a good, is a pretty handy kicker. But yesterday they had Adam Kieran have a HIA. He was their first choice kicker. So they didn't get a shot. Um, then Sao came on for a kick. Uh, and then James Tedesco had a shot, and then Sam Walker came on, he had a shot, and they went back to see what. Um, their record this year is the worst of any club, yet they're in the top four. Um, so goal kickers are very important, but occasionally there's a team that belies that and can still go very well. But I would much rather have a goal kicker in my side that kicks 80% than not. I must say that. That's a, I reckon it's an important element. You're, you're more a chance of winning those close games if you've got a, a sharp shooter than, than not have one. Oh, I agree, and I actually, I've been looking at goal kicking and because, as you know, I work a lot in rugby as well. Uh, the NRL yep. standard of goal kicking, by and large, is, is, is a lot better than it is in rugby, I promise you. The, uh, their ability to kick from the sideline, it's far and away outweighs the ability of rugby union kickers. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, well, look, it's been massive. Like, I, like I've come up, you know, watching the game through late 70s, early 80s, and I, and I got to see great kickers. I mean... Yeah, you, know, you go way back to Mick Cronin and Graham Eady, the old toe pokers, mm. but they had no way, or nowhere near, and a different ball, of course, old leather ball, it could get heavy in the wet days and the rest, but nowhere near the conversion rate of um, our best kickers in the competition from the sideline. Like Adam Reynolds at South Sydney from the left-hand touchline has about an 80% success rate. <laughs> that's that's mm. absolutely extraordinary. You know, he puts it down on that left touchline and he's going to land eight out of every 10. How good's that? Um, but then, of course, as I said, there's some other teams that, you know, the Roosters, it is a problem for the Roosters. It is a problem for them. You know, Latrell Mitchell left the club. Not only did they lose a star player, they also lost a very good goal kicker. So that, that doesn't help the cause. I think if you're a good side, you do have to look at that when you're signing a player. You have to look at the balance of your team. It's very hard to have a front rower in CSUR's case because he's not on the field for 80 minutes. So therefore, you have to have two goal kickers. South Sydney have Adam Reynolds. He's going to be on the field all the time, but not the case at the Roosters. Probably one of the most uh, intriguing matches of the round uh, was the one uh, not at the very top of the table, but next rung down, and that was uh, the clash between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs have been on a bit of a charge. The Panthers were just sort of uh, just going about their business without being absolutely startling. Uh, what did you read into that 25-12 result? Well, if I'm a Rabbitohs fan, I'm worried because I think now, uh, and they, they, look, they've been scoring points for fun, Rabbitohs. I mean, you know, not just winning games, they've been scoring 30, um, 30 or more. And then they get to a game against Penrith, you know, one of, the, one of the serious challenges and contenders, and they lead them by double digits and the second half fail to come up with anything. And it leaves the question mark again on Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds at the pointy end of the season. Now, South Sydney have done very well recent times. They get to the preliminary final, but then can't take the next step. All that the other night did was add to that mental you know, baggage that the team has, that, oh, no, this is going to happen again. We're going to be in the final four. We're going to get to the second last week. But when it really counts, the fellas don't quite have what it takes. they uh, you know, it was criticism of, of good judges, people like Matthew Johns and others, that Cody Walker let a bit too um, too much emotion get into his game. So, you know, if, if those great playmakers are calling Cody Walker out for that, well, somehow he's got to find an answer to it in the next few weeks. You can't look at it any other way. South City had a test the other night. They failed the test against Penrith. So they'll get another crack at them, potentially, in a few weeks' time with a lot more at stake. But will they be, be any better? We well, can't confidently say yes.
Well, the Eels uh, got their act together a little bit better, uh, 32-16 over the Cowboys. If I look at the table now, uh, Vossi, I'm seeing seven. I'm seeing seven. Uh, we're looking at three, three, I think, really, the Sharks, the Titans and the Raiders to make number eight, uh, which makes this yep. weekend's uh, round very, very interesting indeed because uh, the Warriors can still mathematically, it's a, it's a corny old saying, they still can, but, man, it's out of their control yep. now. And it would take a miracle for them to get through, to be fair. So oh, well, uh, the key well, matchups well, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the key matchup. So, okay, purely from Warriors' perspective, um, need mm. the Knights to beat the Titans on Thursday night. So that keeps one of their uh, you know, main challenges on 20. But then the even bigger match is Brisbane against Cronulla. I mean, they, they need Cronulla to be beaten, uh, quite obviously, and then Canberra Raiders, of course, in the mix as well. So, yeah, there's a number of... Look, there's actually not a game which doesn't have some impact. I mean, even Dragons fans are looking towards the game against the Cowboys um, this weekend. But, you know, if the, if the Dragons could win and a lot of other things fell into place, well, they'll be on 20 points, same number of points as Team 8 going into the final round. Um, Canberra's opponent this week is the Warriors. So, obviously, the Warriors, if they want to be a chance, they have to beat Canberra. So they, they deny Canberra the two, the Warriors pick up two, they go to 20. I know it's all mathematical, and the points differential is not great for the Warriors. That's going to hinder them greatly. But the main thing is they just have to win and see where that takes them. There's so many things out of their control, but if you're a Warriors fan, get the voodoo dose out. You want to be sticking pins into the little Titans doll. You want to be sticking pins into the little Cronulla doll, and you may as well stick it into the Dragons while you're at it. <laughs> and then you just never know. You're going to be on the same number of points as the team coming eighth going into the final round. Vossi, just going back to that, that Warriors team, there's a slight common denominator there, and Chad Townsend, when he's come into the side, they haven't gone that well. Sean O'Sullivan had them at three in a row, and that was a relatively late change, wasn't it? Oh, I thought I thought O'Sullivan's football the last couple of weeks is the best I've seen him playing his career, um, and that includes you know his time um, with clubs in Australia. I, I thought his confidence had grown because he was really digging into the line, and, and I like to see that from a playmaker. You know, they they're prepared to take it right up to the line, knowing they're going to get smashed. But, you know, uh, you know, commit defenders. I, I thought he'd really improve. Um, so I was a little surprised uh, by that. I, I thought O'Sullivan had passed his examination that he could handle a big game like yesterday based on recent form. So yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Um, and, and even more so by the fact that, you know, Chad, of course, is, is, is almost on loan. He's only on... It's a transit land for him. And I'm not saying he's not committed and obviously he'll try his best. But O'Sullivan, um, you know, I think should have been given the, the, the crack yesterday, if it, if it was me, if it was me. But, I mean, that's all hindsight. Again, it gets back to it. I mean, the Warriors should have played better right across the park and, and should have had the game if you're going to make the final. But, and, and as I said, what a different conversation we're having today if they had a one. You know, they are sitting on 20 points with two weeks to play and knowing they play Canberra. And, and maybe by next week may have been even in the eight with one round to play. Then definitely... Mm totally in their hands. So, oh, gee, I just hope in two weeks' time we're not talking still about yesterday's match. Yeah, it's a long season, isn't it? We, you know, we, we could go back to any number of drop passes or key moments because they've biffed a few away when they've been in front as well. So, at the, at, you know, if they look in the mirror, probably they'll, they'll look a bit deeper than uh, that game yesterday. Vossi, here's an interesting one for you. Uh, of course, um, just moving away from the league code, uh, and you might be over this, uh, as well, rugby union is possibly looking 
uh, to take the rugby championship to Queensland. That is one of the favourite options at the moment. Um, I just wonder, with all the sport that's going on up there and uh, all the all the bubbles etc. that exist around certain sports, is there room? Is there room up there in Queensland and <laughs> those uh, those areas for the rugby championship? It's a great question, and, and, and I tell you, you know, just so our listeners understand the logistics of it. Um, when you've got, uh, you can't fly anyone out of New South Wales. We're talking techs and producers and cameramen and the like. You know, the Queensland government would have too. You know, can you point a camera? Can you, you know, I mean, there's not too many staff to run all these things. It's been quite a broadcasting miracle this past month or so when we had all the AFL there one weekend and the league and uh, the netball's up there as well. So there's a hell of a lot of sport happening in southeast Queensland. Um, obviously, in two weeks' time, things cut back. We've only got the finals matches. But um, that'll be quite a different. What was the event? Is not the Australian Rugby Union saying you owe us $5 million, uh, New Zealand, because yeah. uh, things, things aren't working? It's quite a war happening on and off the field at the moment uh, between the two. So something's got to get sorted out. I mean, I, I know I've read, you know, taken off to London or whatever. Please, come on. We've got to try and find an answer somewhere. And at the moment, if the door is only open to Queensland, we'll find a ground. We'll, found, we'll find a ground and a um, and a crowd, and then we're going to find some cameramen and equipment as well. So there's a bit on our shopping list. How, how about the All Blacks against the uh, the Wallabies uh, or someone like that as a curtain raiser to a league game? How would you feel about that, you leagueies? Wow, that, that that's something. It is many years ago. Like we're talking a hundred years ago, not quite. But they actually played down in uh, Melbourne. I don't know whether they yeah they did. They played three codes on the one day. This is maybe seventies. AFL was played, um, soccer was played, and rugby league played. Manly played West down in Melbourne, uh, down in Melbourne, it, Western Suburbs Magpies. It may have just been a pre-season match, but there was actually three codes played at the one venue on the one day. My other out there suggestion, can we build a giant pontoon? What would be the rules on getting the players to play on a floating field? We're going to have Aqua Rugby 7s in November, and I haven't seen the diagrams of how this works. But it's a floating pitch out to sea, Smithy. Are you across this? At the sevens? It's going to be played in November. The first weekend in November, here off Sydney, in the harbour, they are going to have a field floating in the harbour playing sevens rugby. Um, So so could that happen? Could could that be? I don't know. I'm I'm throwing it out there, folks. I'm throwing it out there. A floating field for a Bledisloe test. There we go. Okay. Bossy, we'll keep floating that one by. Uh, thanks very much for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, busy man on Monday mornings uh, in particular when he links in with us, uh, Andrew Voss, with some interesting propositions. How big, uh, JD, are those uh, aircraft carriers, the decks on aircraft carriers? Any, <laughs> any chance that we might... Oh, you can land planes on them. Can you play a game of rugby on them? Oh, mate, uh, give Mark Robinson a call. I'm sure he'll take your call, Smithy, and let him know. It's an option. Well, you heard it. You heard it first on uh, SENZ. Uh, the All Blacks to play the Springboks on the, um, uh, the HMS Enterprise or something like that. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.